This is Leslie Cottle, and you are listening to the Unlearning Podcast, where we dive deep into how to come home to your authentic self. Each episode has an expert guest or message on topics like transformation, self-healing, finding and living your life's purpose, the spiritual journey, and being one with the universe. I believe that inner peace comes from being aligned with your true self, and no matter where you are on your journey, that there is always time to go within. Welcome back. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Leslie Cottle and I am your host. Today, we have a wonderful guest, Lara Maurer, who is a marketing strategy consultant and business coach for women entrepreneurs. Welcome, Lara. Hi, thanks for having me. We're so happy to have you. Um, I'm just so curious if you could tell us a little bit about your background, um, because this like how like calmness is just woven through all the work that you do. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been living in New York for, I guess, close to 13 years now, which is kind of crazy. Um, You know, you live here too. It's a pretty stressful place to live for a whole variety of reasons. Um, And I have also been running my own marketing business for 10 of those 13 years. So um, for me, calmness is sort of, it's, it really just is a necessity. Um, you know, I wouldn't be able to really function if I didn't make that a priority. And so in all of the work that I do, um, whether it's with my clients, um, my, my coaching clients, um, or through, you know, my yoga practice, and then the retreat center that my partner and I are working on, uh, cultivating that sense of calm is just really sort of at the heart of everything. Definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, cause for me, it's like about peace currently and peace and calmness are like basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think calmness comes before peace because calmness is really like when you're, um, tuning down the anxiety, like tuning down the worry. Um, and I'm curious about when you're working with clients, uh, what are some common challenges that women face uh, when they're trying trying to stay calm and grounded in their daily lives and, and in their business? Well, I think it is a really personal thing. So it's sort of hard to say broadly what specific things there are. You know, of course, there is... Um, you know, we all just went through COVID. There's just a lot of anxiety, um, inflation, the economy. I think those things are there, but I really like to work with clients when I, when I start working with them, sort of taking them through this exercise where I ask them to sort of track their week and look at what, what things stress them out on a given day. Mm. And that's going to be different for everybody, but I think it's important to to acknowledge it and then figure out a way to either get it off your plate completely or find a way to approach it so it's not as stressful for you. So what I like to do is is have clients just take stock of what what happened at the end of the day, take stock of what happened, when they felt calm, when they felt stressed, and they start to see patterns. So, you know, if it was a tech issue that really stressed them out and they see that pattern, how can they either offload 
technical things to somebody else or what steps can they take so that they're not as stressed about that when it comes up. And the same thing could be for, um, you know, really anything, to be honest, like for me, it's sometimes my, my home, my office is is really cluttered and that stresses me out. So how do I make it a priority to keep it clean and calm? Um, I'd love to know what your, some of your stressors are. Yeah. Well, I think that's really interesting because like there's, when you're talking, it makes me think about like how many things lead up to the moment of being stressed. Mm-hmm. So like, so like maybe it's like a tech issue, but like, maybe it's because you're rushing for a meeting and zoom has decided to, uh, <laughs> like completely like reboot itself and you're already five minutes late, which literally mm-hmm. happened to me this morning. <laughs> and so <laughs> there's like so many times you can like lose your cool and like think it's one thing. And then sometimes it's another, mm-hmm. um, So, but some of my major stressors, I think what I always try to do when I'm triggered by something is I always like to look at like the root because I always think that there's something under it um, that typically has nothing, like absolutely nothing to do with what it is that I'm doing. Um, Sometimes it really, it is the task, but like 99% of the time, um, I don't know. I'm like upset because I think this thing like makes me unworthy or I think that this thing uh, makes me look like I'm not put together. And it's really about how like my perception of myself rather than the actual thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And, you know, the tech issue I gave was one that a client of mine was dealing with. And when we really sort of drilled down, you know, she doesn't love the tech side of things. So that's, that's one thing. But I think if she would come, she would run into a tech issue that really stressed her out. The, the more underlying issue was like, oh, it makes me feel stupid. And it makes me feel like, who am I to be running a business? Um, And so it brought up all of these underlying things, like you said, that are sort of related to the issue itself. But if you really go deeper, there's a lot more there. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And I get that 100%. Um, Yeah, because I don't know, I just, for me, it's all about like, how do you, how are you perceiving yourself when you're walking into a space? And then whenever we have things that are creating that, uh, like that compression where like, you're like really having to force yourself to look at yourself. It creates an opportunity for growth, but I'm also like all about delegating. (laughs) So you can get back to like your zone of genius, which it sounds like you're also really helping people do. Yes. Like, you know, I think for a long time, I resisted getting help with cleaning in the apartment just because I was like, I can do it myself. I work from home. It's an expense. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to spend that money. Um, But the reality was that, you know, one, that's not what I do for a living. Someone who does this for a living is going to be way better at it than I am. (laughs) Also, I do work from home. So it was like, when I'm here during the day, I need to be working. I, I'm not, you know, I shouldn't be cleaning the apartment. 
just because I happen to be here. Um, and now having invested in that and, and delegated to someone else, like my, my cleaning woman just left and she's amazing. And I just feel so much calmer and happier in my space. So that's one example of sort of delegating something. Um, and there are other things that you can do as well that don't require investing money in something. But I think it really is just getting to the bottom of those things that really trigger a lot of anxiety in you. And how can you either get rid of them or figure out a way so that they don't really have that power over you? Cool. So it sounds like your approach is like looking at your life and um, just basically like eliminating the things that like on a daily basis uh, create some type of agitation. Yeah, for the most part, you know, I think sometimes we need to kind of face the challenging things and work through them. But if if that's not the case, like one example is doing your taxes like <laughs> the thought of doing my own taxes really stresses me out and I know it would take me forever and I would be unsure if they were right and so that's something that I hand off to somebody else um and it really um it just frees up a lot of space in my mind and and frees up my energy to invest somewhere else where you know my zone of genius as you put it really is Yeah, no, I think that makes total sense. Cause also like, there's only so many t like hours in the day. There's only so much time that we have. And I've been really, um, I've been playing with my schedule a lot this year, trying to figure out like, what's my perfect schedule. And mm -hmm. every week or two, I check in with myself and I'm like, well, do I need to go to the gym at this time? Like at some point I was doing it in the middle of the day. And then now I'm doing it in the morning and it really helps personally, me figure out like what, like how many hours do I have in the day and how can I be the most efficient? But also it made me start to look at some of the the things that I was doing because I was putting literally like everything on my calendar. And it was like, do I really need to clean my dishes like three times a day? <laughs> like, um, I would guess no. No. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think it's good that you're experimenting and trying to figure out what does work for you? Because I think this is something else that I, I talk with my clients about, you know, some people work really well at seven in the morning and some people work really well at 1am or 10pm. And I think trying to force yourself to fit into a box or do things the way you're quote unquote supposed to do them doesn't work for everyone. So, Absolutely. you know, if you are a night owl and you are trying to get up at six so you can be working away at seven, like that's very stressful and you're not going to be doing your best work. So I really like to work with people to figure out when are you at your calmest, most creative, most efficient and create your schedule around that whenever possible. I love that. Do you do anything with, <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking this, but like anything around like, like women's cycles, uh, there's this like theory thought that like the, like a 24 hour cycle is actually based on, um, 
a man and how he like what his like typical cycle is and like for a woman it's a month or their cycle or moon cycle so I personally do not but I actually interviewed someone for my podcast a few months back her name is Charlotte Pointeau and she's a women's cycle coach and we talked all about this in terms of like the times in the month where you rest where you're most creative where you're most like you have the most energy and she was saying that um certain companies and it's mostly like women-led companies sort of in this space will um sort of assign things to people based on where they are in their cycle and so like if they're trying to like close a deal or raise money or something like they will send in a woman who's ovulating because she's at her most like compelling. Oh my gosh. That gives which... me full body chill. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was really interesting. So yeah, go listen to that episode. If you are interested. I, w- in I will. Cycles. Oh my gosh. It's always been like something I wanted to look into, but I haven't read a book yet on it or listened to a podcast, but that sounds, it sounds like a low entryway. I could definitely get into that. I love that. Sending someone in to close a deal when she's ovulating. So smart, right? Um, but yes. no, she, she shared so much interesting information. So um, definitely check that out if that topic is of interest. I love that. <laughs> uh, so um, coming back to business, um, how do you think that... Uh, like in your life, like you're, you're helping all these people, like giving people different tools on how to stay grounded and calm. Like how has, have these tools that you're teaching now impacted your life and your business? Yeah. I mean, I think this is such a focus for me. Cause like I said, at the beginning, like I, I really need them, you know, like I know a lot of people who can compartmentalize and they can be going through like a breakup or a rough patch in a relationship, but like killing it at work or, you know, dealing with um, challenging things at work and try and, but they don't let it affect their personal life. And I'm not like that. So, (laughs) um, you know, I feel like I wear my heart on my sleeve and I can kind of like every aspect of my life kind of seeps into the other aspects. And so for that reason, I have to be very, aware and very proactive when I find myself getting very stressed out um, or dealing with a lot of anxiety because I know that it's not going to allow me to be a good partner, um, coach, you know, friend, daughter, like any of those things, everything will suffer. And so it, I've really had to make it a priority. And, you know, for me, Um, like I know that sitting at my desk all day and being in meetings all day and constantly having to be checking emails is not, is not the way I work best. So Mm -hmm. I've worked to create a schedule with my various clients where I have time to get up throughout the day, go for a coffee, go to the gym. Um, and I don't, you know, I know that there's nobody waiting for me for an answer or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Which is probably like helps, you know, that your, your time is protected 
and allocated in the right places for you. Yeah. I mean, it's so stressful to wake up or to come back from taking my dogs out and to have like these um, quote unquote emergency Slack messages about something that's due or something that somebody wants. And, you know, I've, I've had that sort of situation when I've in my marketing work, when I've worked with various agencies and, you know, some people kind of thrive in that environment, but I'm, I'm not one of them. So, um, you know, just learning from that experience, I, I have to be very careful about what kind of work I take on because I know that that's not the lifestyle I want. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. I, oh my gosh, this makes me think of a conversation I was having with a friend recently about like how hard it is right now to, uh, like do everything that you used to do before COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like so hard, like five days a week, like how do you get up and go to the gym? And then like, I can't like people who go into the office still or into like a physical place. Um, I'm so impressed by because it's just like not in my DNA anymore, but it used to be mm-hmm. something that of course I did. I had to get up. I had to go to work and I loved going to the gym every morning and I would get up at five 30 sometimes. And I think, I guess it's like a privilege that I now have the flexibility and have for the past few years to really create my own schedule. And it's so nice. And I would like almost even argue that like people who are getting up and like, go, go, go every day. Um, it might be that it's just because it's what, you know, and we always have momentum for what we know. It doesn't necessarily mean it's like your best life. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think there, there might be people who actually really love that and thrive in that sort of, um, environment. And with that sort of schedule, I'm absolutely not one of them. Um, so I, I, I'm with you, but you know, I, I feel like there are some people who actually really love that. (laughs) I'm just like, Hey, who needs a nap? (laughs) Me, (laughs) me right now. (laughs) Um, so you have a retreat center or you're, are you that you're opening it? I know you have the land for it. Yes. So this is something that I have wanted to do for, for years, um, in sort of various iterations. So the first was like, I was 17 and I was like, I would love to have like a boutique hotel where, you know, we have a shop and a bakery and we bring in like chefs and artists. And that was like kind of my dream. And then, you know, you go to college, you sort of things, things happen and, and that, you know, sort of you know, I, I drifted away from that, but it was still always in the back of my mind. And then as I started getting into yoga more seriously about five years ago, I'd say, um, that dream kind of came back in like the form of a retreat center. And I was like, I would absolutely love to host retreats, to have a beautiful space that I had sort of designed and created myself. And then when my partner and I met on our second date, he was like, you know, he's from Ecuador. And he was like, I see myself ending up back in Ecuador, just like some land on the beach, have like an animal sanctuary. And I was like, amazing, but like also retreat center. And he was like, (laughs) sure. 
Oh my gosh. Oh, so, <laughs> a couple months later, he had been talking to his family back home and his stepmom was like, well, I have family that has some land that they are willing to sell. Um, so we sort of sight unseen bought this, bought this piece of land with nothing on it. And our plan was in like mid 2020 to move there and build this retreat center. And then COVID happened, obviously. So things have been yeah. pushed back, but um, that's still the ultimate goal to sort of, I'd love to split our time between um, New York and Ecuador. It's a very like small fishing fishing village on the coast and, um, you know, have a little farm, have a bunch of animals, and then just have this really beautiful space for people to come to do retreats. Or, you know, if you're a digital nomad and you want to get out of the cold weather in the winter, you know, you can come down and stay for a month and just connect with nature and other people who are sort of like-minded. So um, it's still a bit, you know, a ways off. We're actually going down there in May to see the, we haven't actually seen the land in person oh, yet. Oh, wow, you still haven't even yeah. seen it Isn't yet. that crazy? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, and it, I feel like it's such a leap of faith to just say, okay, like this is it. Haven't seen it, but we're in. Yeah, and I think his dad was very helpful and and went down a few times to see it and sort of scope it out for us and I think when he was like if you don't buy it I'm gonna buy it we were like (laughs) okay we'll buy it (laughs) um so you know we got very very lucky um and you know I think it'll happen when it's meant to happen but you know this is an example of something last year where I was really stressed because there was a lot of uncertainty about the timing of the move and you know I was thinking we were moving in November and so I was sort of planning a lot of my work or not taking on work because of it um and just really felt like we were in this limbo and so when we decided to postpone it a bit I just felt like this this sense of calm like okay now I can actually really focus on my work and this will happen when it's meant to happen. Like it will become clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. I think there is a little bit of just acceptance when you talk <laughs> about calm and peace, you know, you've got to roll with the punches a bit. Yeah, for sure. Also, like, as you were talking, it was really like bringing me back to, we had a podcast episode that was released today um, with this woman, Lizzie Rice, and she is like a Reiki healer and a store owner, but we talked a lot about intuition and how like you get really anxious and chattery in your mind. But when you like really like start to like trust and follow your intuition is when you find calmness and when Mm -hmm. you find peace. And that like the way that you were saying that just really reminded me of how she described finding inner peace and what that looks like. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, you asked earlier, sort of like, how do you, or like, how do I sort of help people stay grounded? And I think part of that is getting really clear on what's important to you. And that, that comes from intuition, right? So Mm -hmm. if you, like, if your intuition is, is telling you, or you know, that like freedom is the most important thing to you, maybe society's telling you to like have some kids and buy a house, but that's like uh, going completely against your desire for freedom. Right. Definitely. So I think it's being really honest about 
what it is you really desire and trying to block out any noise about what family or friends or society is telling you that you should be doing or should want. Um, and then I think when you really nail that down and you, you believe it wholeheartedly, like it becomes much easier to make decisions because you keep coming back to these are my core, my core things that I care about. Definitely. I, I think that honestly is a lesson that I've been learning for a long time about like what you want and about desire. Um, because even like, I think I was so aware that like society or like people around you, a lot of people like to blame their parents, which I definitely did for too long. Um, you know, that like people have these ideas of how you're supposed to live your life. But the more I go into my practice, the more I get connected with like the universe and with God. And then I even started to project it that way. Like, oh, like the universe wants me to do something very specific. And it took me a long time to come back to this um, knowing that what you want, like the desires in your heart is like really what you're supposed to realize in this lifetime. And that they're so crazy unique to who you are that like, no one else has the same thoughts as you, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, like, like your expression, like the expression of who you are is like so incredibly special and it's meant to be realized. And that was so like, it's like, I mean, it's still just like so fun to like own the fact that like your desires are meant for you to, to like have in the 3D. Yeah. They're meant for you to act on, even though that's really scary. And, you know, you, you risk sort of being judged and you risk kind of stumbling and um, having to pick yourself back up, you know, yeah, it's, it's there for a reason. It's in the back of your mind constantly for a reason. Um, and I think, you know, it's the, that idea of, you know, what are you going to regret at the end of your life? Are you, you're Ooh. never going to regret doing the thing, even if it yeah. didn't work out the way you had expected. Definitely. Have you ever encountered anyone in your practice who wasn't sure what they wanted? And if you did, like, how would you coach someone through that? So I think I have, um, hold on just one second. Sorry, doorbell rang. Um, I have certainly dealt with people who are trying to decide between a few things. Mm. God, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, Laura's, uh, <laughs> her, her uh, ringer, or what's it called? Your doorbell is going off, which we're in New York city. These things happen. Sorry. No problem. Continue. Um, an example of like, trying not to get stressed when your doorbell's <laughs> ringing and the exterminator is asking to come in. Um, so I was saying, yes, I've dealt with people who are, have a have few options and they're trying to decide which path to take and then once they decide how to take aligned action to to you know reach that that next step or that next level um and then people who I it's it's more people who have a goal or have a dream but are having a lot of 
anxiety and insecurity. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a mix of how do I achieve this um, like tactically? What do I do? But there's also that huge component of who am I to do this? And like when I, you know, I do, I have a questionnaire that I ask people to fill out before we start. And the biggest fear is failing for every mm-hmm. person. It's always mm-hmm. that like, I can't do it. So I think that's such a big thing that holds us back. Definitely. Um, yeah. Cause it's also kind of funny. Um, I forget what the the saying is. There's like something around, there's some saying around the idea of like your worst fear always comes true. And so when you were so afraid of failure, we're not taking action and like, you're not failing. You just never tried, but like you think you're failing mm-hmm. <laughs> and so many, not so many, but some people will go their whole life and never try. Um, and that's like, like we just have to go back to like action and realize that these things really do have a reason for like the reason that they're inside of us and uh, they're, they're yours to really have. Right. And yeah, I think it's, it's easier to not go after your dreams, right? Like that is the much easier path. And, um, and I think that it really does take a lot of support from the people around you. A lot of times, some people can, can do it on their own and that's incredible. But, um, for me personally, it's, it's taken a lot of support for, the people that I surround myself with to, to take those leaps and, um, people saying, you know, we, we believe you can do this or, and like looking at it, like, okay, what's the worst thing that happens? Like if you fail, what does that actually mean? What is failure? And there are things, direction. (laughs) (laughs) and there are things that I have done to your point, redirection that I technically failed at, but maybe I, met someone who got me my next client, or I met the person who introduced me to my partner. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. when you look back and kind of piece things together, I find it so interesting that the failures, quote unquote, really were the things that led to the next success. Yeah. I mean, and to that point, you, you have to close chapters in order for new chapters to open or close mm-hmm. new, close old doors to open new doors. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that void before that new thing can come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's scary, but it's, I think it's almost always for the best. Definitely. Yeah. Got to trust, <laughs> trust the process, which is trust the process. a little scary, <laughs> much, much easier said than done. <laughs> Um, how do you, how do you think that someone would or should, or could, uh, empower them and trust themselves to follow the vision that they have for their life? So I think it goes back to getting really clear on what it is, Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that it's your vision and not somebody else's vision or a combination of other people's visions that have been imposed on you. Um, I think just getting very clear about your vision and your why, you know, I think um, being very clear about why you want to do something is incredibly empowering. 
And I think when you approach it from that way, from that, from that angle, um, it becomes easier. It's still challenging, but easier to take action and reach out to people and take those next steps because you know there's sort of a, a grander vision and a bigger reason why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I also was listening to um, the seven habits of highly effective people this morning. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole uh, chapter around creating your vision. And, and it talks about how um, there's how things are built twice. And it's once in your mind or, you know, you're writing it out or an architect makes a blueprint first, and then it's actually created in the 3D world. Mm -hmm. And I think it's such a good metaphor for like how we're trying to do everything. Like you have to be super clear um, in order to create something. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Like talking about an architect, if you said, build me a house versus build me a colonial house with three bedrooms and two full bathrooms like you're going to get very different results and you're going to like the one more that you were very clear about and I think it's that way with kind of anything you do Mm -hmm. do you ever um encounter anyone who feels uh like guilty about receiving what they want yeah for sure um for sure I think um, you know, I think a lot of people have, like, if we're talking about money, I think money's a big, a big issue for a lot of people in terms of feeling like they don't deserve it or can't have it, or if they get it, they'll lose it. Um, but yeah, also a lot of people are really, I think if they tell you they're scared of failure, it's like a little bit scared of failure, but a lot scared of success. Mm. And I think the first time I heard that, I was like, why would somebody be scared of success? And when you think about it, it's like, oh, because that that implies more responsibility, um, needing to perform at a really high level. Um, maybe you're if you're successful, you're employing people and you're now responsible for them. So I think that um I think that's something that people are a bit scared. I think I've gone off topic. I forget what your question no, was. I don't remember either, <laughs> but, but I like where it's going. Because it, it was, yeah, just how you were saying, um, like all these different responsibilities that people have, it reminds me just of like my own journey on like having to hold things, like the energetic idea that you like have to hold like performing at a certain level or being a specific person but also that you have something to lose you could drop it yeah I think that's a much better way of putting it than than what I said if you succeed you now have a big thing to lose and that's I think for a lot of people just as scary as never having it in the first place um so there's so much there I think mentally when whenever we're trying to undertake something new um and you know to circle back I feel like if you make calm a piece a real kind of central focus all the other stuff becomes a lot easier definitely it's a lot easier to 
uh, take action from uh, this place where it's like actually coming from a good place, like a calm place rather than uh, from somewhere that might be more anxious or feel like you're lacking something and you have to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as we're closing out, I'm just wondering, is there a question that you wish I had asked? No, I think you did great. I think we covered a lot. Okay. I thought, I thought it was great. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lara, for being on the show. We really appreciate you sharing all of your wisdom on staying calm and grounded and especially um, your take on following your intuition um, and staying just like grounded and true to yourself and being that example for people. Oh, thank you for having me. It was great. Awesome. So we hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. If you haven't yet, please follow the podcast to be the first to hear about any newly released episodes and to help us grow. Check out all the links and resources from today's episode and show notes. Um, That is it for today's episode. Take care. Tune in Tuesdays for more illuminating and soulful episodes. If you love what you're hearing and want to support the podcast, please follow and rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple to help new listeners find us. To find out more about my coaching and transformation offers, head over to my website, www.lesliecoddle.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.